in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. The Celtics beat the Nets 126 to 120 yesterday. Jason Tatum tied Larry Bird for the most 50 point games as a Boston Celtic. Yeah, he's uh, confident in his skill set, which is what he said to the <laughs> announcer after the game that he likes his skill set. And uh, I like his skill set too. Um, uh, heck of a player. Do you like it enough to agree with 538 that the Celtics have the best chance of winning the NBA title? No. I don't like that. Uh, they are still tops by 538. Now, I will give you the context here. It's very close. They are. They have a 17% chance to win. 538 has the Bucks and Suns both at 16%. Uh, Nuggets and Heat both at 12%. The Sixers are down at 9%. The Warriors, this one is uh, fascinating. Four in a row they've lost. Uh, 2% chance to win the NBA title, according uh. to 538. Um, so that that's a lot of interesting things there by 538. Who you would expect to be the best team in the league right now? Probably not who 538 has. Um, the other side of this game, the Brooklyn Nets, according to 538, have a 0.3% chance to win the NBA title. They're currently the nine seed in the East. They would be in the they would be in the second of the playing games. They would have to beat the 10 seed and then beat the loser of the seven and eight seed just to get the just eight get in. seed in to play the uh, one seed. Yeah, play the one seed, which we'll see who that ends up being, but. Could be the Heat. Could be the Bulls. Could be the Bucks. Could be if they start playing well. But I think, okay, I think the Nets have a good enough roster to win the East if they are fully healthy and Kyrie Irving is allowed to play all of the games. If you tell me that they have fully healthy Kevin Durant, fully healthy Ben Simmons, fully able to play Kyrie Irving, plus, you know, they added Seth Curry, right? They got some more. They've got some other decent pieces. That team is good enough to beat Chicago or Miami in the first round, even as an eight seed. That team is good enough to beat uh, Philadelphia or any of these teams in the East, right? But if they've got to go through the play-in rounds, if they've got to win two play-in games. Just to get in. Just to get in. The the difficulty just to get there. Right. To then get into a toss-up Go series, on the road. And this all includes Kyrie Irving being able to play and right. Ben Simmons actually coming Playing. back. It's just, it's hard to see it at this moment, even though I still tend to think it's possible, largely because I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the league when he's fully healthy. You're saying I need to go back on my pick? Not yet. I can't go back on it. I got to stay with it. Give it some time. I got to stay with it. Give it some time. Not yet, but you might need to very soon because they might be losing to whoever the hell the 10 (laughs) seed is and be out of the playoffs. I can't have you in the building if I put on the show. Speaking of teams that might get the 10 seed, the Lakers beat the Warriors 124 to 116. LeBron had 56 points, his season high. Uh, most impressive. I thought he hit three straight threes in a row. Deep ones, too. To, to give him the lead. There like, were some deep threes there from him. LeBron's not a you know knockdown no. three-point shooter. The big question for the Lakers, how many times can LeBron do that when they're in the playoffs? Because they might need that just to get out of the play-in rounds. I mean, it's LeBron. Season. It's LeBron, so you don't count him out, but I don't even... I, I don't think they even get out of the playing round. They're the 10 seed, which means like Brooklyn, they'd have to win two games. They're going to win two, both on the road, just I haven't think. haven't seen enough. And yeah. one of them, if, I tell you what, if one of them is the Clippers, they're not winning because they haven't beaten the Clippers in like 10 years. <laughs> Aren't the T-Wolves right now the 7 seed ahead of the Clippers? 
Right now, it might I think, be the Clippers have won four or five yeah. in a row. They right actually now, played well. Right now, I think Minnesota would be hosting the Clippers in the first play-in game, which yeah. Minnesota, okay, fine. Being competent, I guess, for once, finally make the playoffs, and they have to go to a play-in game and lose to the Clippers there. But LeBron James, fifty-six, he's still good. Yeah, and the yeah. Lakers and the Lakers. Suck. He had that one uh, drive in the reverse dunk, and he still. I mean, when he says people say, "Yo, he wants to play with Bronny," why would you doubt that? The biggest decision is who who's actually going to take right. Brownie in the second round just to give LeBron for the year. I'll take that guy. Yes. I'll take that LeBron. No doubt about it. The Warriors, by the way, they kind of suck at the moment. Um, they've been passed by the Grizzlies in the standings yeah. in the West. Um, but Adrian Wojnarowski said last night that they expect to get Draymond Green back fairly soon, which they've been bad for the most part since he's been out. I'm interested to see how much that changes because I expect the Warriors to be good. I, mean, I thought they were really good a couple weeks ago. Right. Like, I expect this team to be a legitimate yeah. contender. Assuming, again, like the Nets, they're healthy here. I, I expect this team to yep. be good, but we haven't. I mean, Clay Thompson came back, and then Draymond Green got hurt, and they haven't been very good since. Maybe I'm putting too much on Draymond Green, but I'm, I'm expecting that to, to be make a big difference. I mean, a month ago, team. I thought they could win the NBA title. Right. Draymond Green back makes yeah. all that big of a difference? I don't know. We'll find out, assuming he comes back soon. We need to fight for Duke. We need to fight for the brotherhood. And we need to fight with all of our might through the remainder of this season. All right? Then I'll be ready to get the hell out of here. All right? All right? Did you watch any of the pregame ceremony for Mike Krzyzewski? I watched. Uh, I turned it on because uh, Baylor was on, so we had to watch that game. But I watched the... Uh, um, tunnel. That was it. I, 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 mean, I No, I saw like two minutes of it because it was on, I don't know, seven ESPN channels to start. I did not tune in to any of it. Did not care at all. I did find it funny that they got hammered in the last 10 minutes of that game. By 96 players. Yeah. As former, 96 we're, we're former the, players found a way to get there. Tickets were expensive, weren't oh, they? Thousands of dollars. Got to be the richest 96 players to yeah. play from Coach K, which is Probably a good list to be on. He's had a lot of rich players. Yeah, they have a lot of guys who play in the league who are worth a lot of money. But they lost by 13 to North Carolina. They couldn't even send Coach K out with a win against their biggest rivals. And they, listen, they were up two with 10 minutes to go and got beat by 13. They got clobbered in the final 10 minutes of that game. The son wanted to take the 11 and a half. He's, you know, around a, around the book. And I said, ah, I said, one of two things are going to happen. They're going to be really emotional tight and they'll lose because they'll be nervous with all the people there in his last game. Or they'll be completely emotional the other way and blow them out. It's a stay away for me. <laughs> he stayed away, which means he told me, and I did, that I had to pay him what he would have won. Which That's I not did. how that works. You did? Yeah, sure. Why did. did you do that? I felt bad for him. You know, uh, I had Illinois last night on a straight <laughs> up, but I didn't actually get to make the bet. So uh, could I get about 250 <laughs> I felt bad for him because I told him to stay away from it. Why he, what are you doing? This is my son. I feel bad for him. What are you doing? He was ready to take the 11 and a half. I said, nah, he still could have done it. Yeah, poor kid. He could have said, I don't need your <laughs> advice. Felt bad for him. Unbelievable. All right. Zion Williamson. He's back in New Orleans. He spent the last two months rehabbing in Portland away from the team, but he's going to rejoin the Pelicans this week. According to ESPN story, Williamson has not progressed to the point where he can even play one on zero yet, but will work toward that under the supervision 
of the Pelicans' strength and training staff. The Pelicans are currently the 10th seed in the West. They are in a playoff race for a play-in spot. He's not playing. No, this he's year, not though. playing. No, right? he's not playing. No chance. Like even if they, they can't make... play one on zero at this right. point. Even if they make the playoffs, no, he's not playing. I can't imagine he does. No. And if you're the Pelicans no at this point, I don't know if you do play him. If you're the right. Pelicans, you sit back and say, "All right, try one more shot you at be it." Be ready year. for game yes, one of next, next season. Year. That's the goal. They thought he was going to be ready for game one of this season, but you be ready for game one of next season. But I guess it's uh, it's one of the first. Uh, positive steps for Zion Williamson since his injury in the preseason. Everything else has been, well, he's going to be out a couple more weeks. He's going to be out a couple more months. Hey, left New Orleans to go to Portland, right? Like everything else has been a step back. This is like the first time we've seen actually a step forward. No chance he plays. I'd I'd have to imagine he doesn't, but it would be fun if Zion Williamson's first game of the season is a play-in game against (laughs) LeBron. Which is, I think, what it would be yes. right now is Pelicans Lakers. That'd be great. Zion's here and he goes for forty-seven against LeBron and knocks LeBron out. Knocks of the his, knocks LeBron out, hurts his foot, can't play in the yeah. next playing game. He's not healthy for next year. Press box transition. Brittany Griner has been arrested in Russia. Russia. Uh, she had cannabis oil in her luggage at an airport near Moscow. Possession of cannabis oil in Russia carries a max prison sentence of 10 years. What? Um, Brittany Griner was playing in Russia. There's a handful of WNBA players that play in Russia. According to the WNBA, all of the other players that were playing professionally in Russia are out of the country, have left Russia. Brittany Griner is the only one that has not. And she's currently detained. She had it. And I love the agent. We're doing our best to get her out. It's like, I don't know if they care about you very much. I mean, if they caught her with it, and that's their laws. Now, look, I I think she'll probably get out. But who knows? It's You know, it's Russia, and she's been arrested, and that's their laws. I don't know. I, I don't know if they care that John Phillips, the agent's calling online, right. too. I don't think right. they care about that. It is, well, not that it's ever a good time to get arrested in Russia, but... Oh. Terrible time to get arrested yes. in Russia because the the you know the speculation at the moment is would Russia use Brittany Griner as leverage? Sure, right? Like, hey, we have Brittany Griner. Uh, we'll let her go if you do blank, whatever yeah. that whatever it is they would want from the United States. Stop sending scenario. stuff to Ukraine. Yeah, I mean that's that that could happen here, and I don't know. It's it's a terrible situation to be for Brittany Griner and something that is. Cannabis oil is that that's legal in this entire country, right? Don't know if it's the entire country, but it's certainly a misdemeanor. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not it's not ten years. It's not ten years. It's not ten years. It's not a ten year sentence. Like good enough lawyer, don't talk to the police. You just go, don't know how I got that in my bag. That may be a uh, twenty dollar fine. Yeah. So yeah, terrible situation for Brittany Grinder to be in. And I'm I'm I have no idea of what happens here. Like, I, I don't know how serious Russia cares about having Brittany Griner versus how much they care, like you said, about the agent calling uh-huh. over and be like, all right, how do we make a deal here? I don't know that they can. She could be there for a while. They've got yeah. other things on their mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Next question. Desiree Young won Mountain West Player of the Year. She averaged 14.4 points and nine and a half rebounds per game for UNLV this year. And she won Conference Player of the Year. Young and Essence Booker were both named to the 10-player uh, All-Mountain West team as well. 
So the Lady Rebels racked up quite a few awards after winning the conference at the end of the regular season. They play today, a noon start against Utah State in the Mountain West Tournament. Headed over there. You are? Yeah. Yeah, going right. to go watch them play. You? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I The game was last night. Any idea who won that game between Utah State and whoever else they play? Utah State beat Fresno State. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's, I think that's who they play. Yes, they play Utah right. State today. Okay. Um, I just want to give you this fun stat here. Haley Cavender of Fresno State. She averaged more points and more rebounds than Desiree Young, who won Player of the Year. Not only that, Haley Cavender was in Mountain West play, first in scoring, second in rebounds, second in assists, and second in steals. She did not win Player of the Year. Now Fresno State went seven and ten. Right. They were not good. They were nine game in the Mountain West tournament. So like her play did not lead Fresno State to any success. But first in scoring, second in rebound, second in assists, second in steals. How is that not the player of the year? Is this a Bryce Hamilton situation? It's worse. Bryce Hamilton doesn't do anything else. Bryce Hamilton just scores a lot. Bryce Hamilton does not have a bunch of rebounds or assists or steals. She was first, second, second, and second in four of the five major categories. The only one she wasn't top three in was blocks. And that's because she's a guard. That's it. That's the only of the five major stat categories she was not top three in. This is what coaches do. And show me who, show me who won the league. And here's the other part. Desi, Desiree Young wasn't even the leading scorer for UNLV. That was Essence Booker. They didn't even pick the leading scorer for UNLV. Now, Des, Desiree Young, you can argue, had more impact on UNLV right. winning this year. But you're telling me you go first, second, second, second in four major stat categories and don't win player of the year? You're not winning it unless your team is first <laughs> exactly. or second in the league. You are. It is not happening. Bryce Hamilton has zero chance to oh, win. Oh, he has no chance. If Bryce zero. Hamilton wins it and Haley Cavender, Haley Cavender should, I don't know, protest the women's coaches no. if Bryce Hamilton were to win it. She should do it anyways. Because how do you go first? How do you go top three in everything and not get in? Kind of ridiculous. All right. Coming up next, we'll jump into a little bit of UNLV basketball, even though eh, they didn't really show up against New Mexico. We're back to the press box with Graney and Bischoff. Coming up later in the show, we've got tickets to the Mountain West Tournament Championship game to give away. But first, UNLV lost to New Mexico 76-67 to end the regular season. They finished 10-8 in Mountain West play, and they got the five seed in the Mountain West Tournament. Was that the game? Yes, the game was over after that. Okay. Yeah. If they had called that foul, UNLV actually would have had a chance to win. Yeah, he would have had three. But he did had not, three free throws. Did not call the foul. Uh, they never showed a replay, so I feel like he probably got fouled, but we didn't get a replay, so I don't. Well, let me put know. it this way: Eddie House was on the call as the as the color guy in terms of for his son's game team, and he said it was the dumbest play a kid could have made. And he was talking about his son, so my guess is, <laughs> my guess is, if he thought it was a foul and it was his son, he said it was a dumb play. Then yes, it was a foul. So the first half of that game was the worst half UNLV has played this entire terrible. season. Terrible. Given the terrible. opponent, uh, the level of opponent, and given how oh, bad they were, terrible. it was the worst half of basketball UNLV has played. They were actually very good in the second half, but when you're down 21, being very good in the second half doesn't actually mean a whole lot. Do you think that matters at all? UNLV was playing really well their final 10 games of the season. They get to the five seed, right? And then they go and lay that game at New Mexico. Do you think that matters See, going into the NCAA tur- or Mountain West? Tournament? I'm going to say no, absolutely not because of the same thing you and I've talked before, because I don't believe in momentum either way. I don't, I don't care about that. I think they could show up on Thursday yep. at two 30 
and take out Wyoming. Yeah. I, I, I not that could show up Thursday and lose, but and play well and lose because you know Wyoming plays better. But I don't think one thing means anything compared to the other. I don't think it does either. I don't think the way they played on a Saturday against New Mexico is going to have any bearing on how no. they play four or five days later against Wyoming. I don't think it matters one bit. Now, one interesting trend that I do think matters. Bryce Hamilton shooting to end the year last three games. Now this is a small sample size, but last three games of the year, he has made just 24% of his threes. That's the worst three game stretch he has had in conference play this year. Because remember one of the big differences about Bryce Hamilton this year is his three point shooting has been excellent. He shot 37% from three in mountain West play this season. So 24% of those last three games. And the reason that sticks out to me is until this year, Bryce Hamilton was not a good three-point shooter, right? Bryce Hamilton shooting threes was generally kind of a bad shot for UNLV most of the time. This year, he's been very good, and it's been a very good shot. It might be one of their most efficient shots uh, that he takes from three. They're going to have to win three games in three days. They're going to have to be very good for three straight days. Bryce Hamilton cannot shoot 24% from three, or they will not win probably even a single one. They won't win Thursday. Of those games. So that to me is sort of a big question is who is Bryce Hamilton as a shooter or more importantly, who is Bryce Hamilton as a shooter for this week, right? Is he the guy that was shooting basically 40% for the first 15 mountain West games from three, or is he the guy that shot 31% for his first three years in college and then 24% in these last three games? Cause if he's that guy, you know, he's not winning. If he's the guy that's knocking down 40% of his threes, UNLV's probably beaten Wyoming, and they're going to have a legitimate shot to beat Boise State yeah. if he can do that. So that, to me, is a big question as to who he is. Now, here's my other hot take for you. Kevin Kruger messed up. He should have rested Bryce Hamilton. Should not have played him against New Mexico. I'm not so sure he shouldn't have played him, but he shouldn't have played him 39 minutes. <laughs> he played all but one minute played all but of one that minute game. Of the game. So before tip-off, UNLV, the entire Mountain West seating was locked up. There was no change that could happen whatsoever when UNLV and New Mexico tipped off. Before Saturday even started, right, UNLV was already locked in the 4-5 game against Wyoming. So the game meant absolutely right. nothing. There was there was no uh, there's no bearing on seedings for what happened in that game against New Mexico. The game had zero meaning whatsoever. Justin Webster, after the game, even said, we took it lightly, right? We showed yeah, up. Yeah, a bad we prep it was, day, showed up, thought, thought it was going to be an easy right. game. You know, like, the game meant nothing. UNLV played for 20 minutes like it meant nothing. And I think Bryce Hamilton probably should have sat. Now, did he get hurt? No, right? He survived 39 minutes of 40 minutes, right? It's not like there's an adverse effect. And I'm not even worried about the resting part of it, right, where they've got four or five days before they play Wyoming. They should be fine. But... Bryce Hamilton playing 39 minutes was probably 39 minutes too many. A risk they didn't need to take for a game that meant nothing. And what we did see, Victor Ewalker re-injured his shoulder. Right. He started out the season with an injury, took him a long time to actually play, played a game, got hurt, missed some more time, finally came back and played. I do not believe he's been 100% this entire season. Uh, he re-injures his shoulder, doesn't end up finishing that game against New Mexico. If they lost Victor Ewalker for the Mountain West tournament, not that he's one of the most important players on the team, but they might have lost a player in a game that meant absolutely nothing. And that's not ideal. 
Well, you know, you're missing the point because we've asked Kevin before about seatings, and he says, I don't pay attention to that. So for all we know, he had no idea where he was seated. If Kevin Kruger felt, doesn't know where he was seated <laughs> before that game. That. He said it before. He goes, I Are focus gonna on other things. Are you going to fire him? I'm going to fire him. I focus on other things. He's, he's actually said that. I We asked him oh, a couple weeks ago, it was a seating or it was something to do with like the conference term. He's like, I, I don't pay attention to that. I don't, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. Now he looks no at the standings one, every not, day. No one believes I'm that. willing to bet he looks he at the standings every day. Looks, he looks at the scores. He looks at the standings. <laughs> he knows exactly where he's seated. Maybe. I, and by the way, it's his responsibility to. Right. He needs. He has to do that. I'm actually. Actually, maybe he doesn't look at them every day because I bet he might have them memorized so that he knows. Oh, this team won. They're going to move ahead of us, or they're going to move behind us because they lost. He might not look at them because he has them memorized in his head. Because he knows. Or he has a system. Put his head in the door every morning. And say, Kev. We're in fifth. We're fifth. Locked up, playing yes. the Cowboys. Yes. He absolutely knows. There's no doubt they know. There's no doubt they went into that game. Oh, they knew. It was over. Yeah, they knew who they were playing, right. and they know what the seed was. And then based on how they started the game, they knew yes. that they were seed. They were locked into the five seed playing Wyoming in the first game. They, Of course they knew. It had to have known. So there's UNLV. I don't think that game matters too much. The no, only so thing, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed this because I had a couple of UNLV fans mention it to me on Twitter, was it hurt their NIT resume? Okay. I don't think they had a legit Did shot. Did they at have the a NIT. resume? I don't I mean, I guess conceivably well, if, if they, had they had won had, and then won like two games. If they had beat Wyoming yeah. and Boise State then you're talking, lose the yes. conference yeah. title game. Potentially then you're at twenty you're at twenty one. You'd wins. be at twenty one wins. You'd have two Wyoming and Boise State would be two more quality wins. Right, right. You're conceivably on the NIT bubble if you do that. But I'm not sitting here going into a game saying, Well, if 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 you win this one and then two more, you're on the NIT bubble. Ah, uh, no. If no. we were talking NCAA tournament bubble, sure. But NIT so if we're talking about getting to the bubble for the NIT, no thank you. No, thank you at all. Uh, not that interested in getting to the bubble for the NIT. Just just win the Mountain West Tournament and go to the NCAA Tournament. Just do that instead. That should be more of the focus. And playing Bryce Hamilton 39 minutes, I think, had a uh, potential, could have had an adverse effect on that actually happening because imagine this team if Bryce Hamilton had gotten hurt. No. Like, imagine if he had just, like, rolled his ankle and his ankle was, like, 75% going into the Mountain West Tournament. That's brutal. I mean, it, this just happened two years ago. UNLV was playing well. They upset San Diego State in Otzelberger's first year. All right, they were awesome. The final 10 games of the season, Elijah Mitrulong got hurt in the final game of the regular season, couldn't play in the first game of the Mountain West Tournament, and they got beat, right? I mean, we just saw this happen two years ago. I guess as I'm looking at the NIT bracketology, they have Fresno and Utah State in. So Utah State that's... has a better resume than UNLV despite yeah. finishing worse uh, record-wise. Because and they're you, seventh out of eight seeds, so they're like near the end also. Right. So UNLV's not uh UNLV's not um close according to yeah. this. Coming up next, Ryan Wallace joins the show. This is the VGK update with Ryan Wallace. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Hockey Guy. I'm out. You can hear him on the VGK Insider Show over on Fox Sports Las Vegas, plus pre-post and intermission during Golden Knights games. All right, Ryan. Hot take off the bat. What's more important from last night? That they got two points, they added them to their point total in the standings, or that it took a goal in the last 10 seconds to beat the lowly Ottawa Senators? I mean, Ottawa, like, played well. You know, sometimes that happens. You have a, a team that's lowly in the standings. It's a bit gritty and, and coming off of 
really a, a terrible performance against the Arizona Coyotes. Sometimes teams actually play good, um, and they're better than their record would indicate. So uh, I don't have any issue with, um, you know, that, that game last night. You're going to have tight games. You're going to have tough opponents. You're going to have moments where you everyone expects you to win. But, like, to be honest, the way the Golden Knights have been playing of late – um, their results haven't been too far off from what the Ottawa Senators have been getting. So um, it's important <laughs> you get two points. It's important, I think, the way that you got two points. Robin Leonard being fantastic in the game last night, being every bit as good as <clears throat> Anton Forsberg. And then Jack Eichel getting his Vegas Golden Knight moment. I, I think that last night, that goal, that's Jack Eichel becoming a Vegas Golden Knight through and through, and I think that's important down the stretch. With Jack Eichel, and here's here's what I find curious. There are, you know, four or five moments in every game where he clearly looks like he's better at this sport than anybody else that's on the ice. Mm-hmm. But how often does that translate to goals? And I think that's that's been an issue with this team in the postseason. You know, Mark Stone in particular is a great player, but it doesn't always necessarily translate to goals. And we almost had that last night where Eichel had a few plays where he was really good and it didn't lead to anything until he scored on the power play. Three goals so far in nine games. How how confident should we be that Jack Eichel and all that he does well actually leads the Golden Knights scoring goals on a consistent basis when he's out there? So uh, it feels like a common refrain this year, but like let's let's wait until um, he's playing with consistent line mates. Uh, you mentioned nine games last night. What the the third or fourth combination of wingers that he's had since coming over and. and getting integrated into the Golden Knights system. So, I mean, ideally, I'd like to say that it'll lead to goals more consistently once he's playing with consistent players day in and day out. Uh, but then again, you, you have to kind of say that with a grain of salt given the understanding of the, the injury issues that the Golden Knights have had this year. So, all that being said, I think that Jack's still trying to get comfortable. Um, I think he's still trying to find his game. There were a couple of plays where... You know, pucks are just not where they need to be. There was a, a play where he set up Max Pacioretty or tried to in the slot, and the puck goes through Pacioretty's skate instead of on his stick. I think those types of plays start to to find the mark a little bit more, and it'll lead to goals a little bit easier. But I, I don't know that Jack's playing at 100% just yet, and, and still there are four or five plays every single game where, as you mentioned, Tyler, he looks like he knows how to play this sport better than anybody else on the ice. So... Um, I think once you get Jack Eichel to 100%, and I don't think he's there yet, that that conversion rate will start to go up, and, and it'll it'll be something pretty special with that player. Was Max Pacioretty the only one in the building who didn't realize Jack Eichel had a <laughs> neck problem? And uh, well, he took him down by the neck. It was like everyone holding their breath. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> I, I think that Max Pacioretty's just trying to prove how ridiculous Buffalo was and not allowing <laughs> Jack Eichel to get the surgery that he wanted. Well, it could be that. That was a yeah. hold-your-breath moment, though. <laughs> like, whoa, hold on a second. Listen, shouldn't Patch Reddy be also worried about himself since he's had three <laughs> different injuries this year? Uh, come on, there's no way he's going to get a fourth injury. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, why would you think that? Um, so he gets he gets the power play goal. Uh, is it a one-off? Do you, how, how concerned are you still about this power play? And, you know, when, no offense, but when Keegan Colasar's out and maybe Mark Stone's in, how much better will it be? I... Uh, that's 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 a question. Um, <laughs> am I still concerned about the power play? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, of course I am. Um, I I think it certainly looked better with. It, 
okay, let me put it this way. It's been better the last two games when the Golden Knights just decided to load up with their best players on the first unit, right? Like, it looked better when it was Eichel with the Misfits. It looked better last night when you had Eichel with Pacioretty. Um, Dodonov's an interesting case, and maybe we'll get to him a little bit later. But um, as as for as maligned, I think, as, as Evgeny Dodonov has been, he did make a really good play on the entry to get the puck in to the zone to allow for that Jack Eichel goal. Um, I, I don't know how much better it can be um, because I haven't seen it, right? Like, we haven't seen those long stretches this year where that power play has been dominant, but we also haven't seen a healthy lineup. So it's just kind of throwing you know, spaghetti at the wall, hoping it sticks. I'd like to say that given the talent on the ice and given what Jack Eichel can do, this should be a power play that can operate at around 22 to 26% but it just hasn't been there over the last two years. So to say that I think it's going to happen or that I'm terribly confident it will would be um, misleading. I think it could be better. It has to be better. It should be better. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge it more based on la- like last night where you have an opportunity to win the game with your power play and it comes through. Those are the types of power play moments you need to convert on if you're the Golden Knights down the stretch in order to deem the power play a success, regardless of what the overall percentage is. If you have a chance to win a game or tie a game with a with a timely power play goal, that's what I'm more concerned with now. All right, let's go. Evgeny Dodonov, he gets dumped down to the fourth line when Max Pacioretty comes back last night. What should they do with him? I think you just keep trying to play him until there's a spot that fits. Like I, I feel like Dodonov's been at his most productive when he's been on a line with Matias Yanmark and Nick Waugh. Like that third line combination has worked in the past. It's just that right now, I don't think that Evgeny Dodonov's playing with a, a, a lot of confidence. And obviously, uh, how could you when you go through a, a pretty extended goal and point drought and then you, you finally do get a point um, after you've been taken off the top line after, when you've taken, been taken away from Jack Eichel? Um, and then you're, you're bumped down to the fourth line. I, I do think that he responded pretty well. Um, there were some plays that he made, obviously, dancing uh, Eric Brandstrom. It was a fun play, but, I mean, everyone's dancing Eric Brandstrom these days, so it doesn't really, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lead, to, lead to an abundance of confidence. But, I mean, all that being said, listen, I, I think that uh, Dodonov just needs to find a goal, and, and then hopefully it kind of snowballs from there. We've seen him be a bit streaky this year for the Golden Knights, so... If you're if you're counting on Evgeny Dodonov to be your your number one goal scorer, it's not going to work out well for you. But he's in a depth role; he's got to produce at a depth level, um, and you know you're hopeful that he's able to do that over the final 26 games. I forgot the Branstrom crew was even playing in the NHL. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I thought he was maybe down in the AHL. He, he kind of went back and forth, right? <sighs> well, okay. Um, Full disclosure, and I feel really bad about this, but like I didn't realize until about three minutes left in the first period that Eric Branson was playing at the game last night. No, I didn't either until the announcer said it, to tell you the truth. Until someone said, oh, that's Eric Branson. I'm like, oh, he's on the ice. I had no idea. And and the, and the best part is I noticed it when Riley Smith beat him to the outside for a shot. Like I, I felt really bad, but, you know. It happens. Listen, he uh, is a big reason why the Golden Knights won that game in the final 10 seconds instead of just tied that game because his shot into 74 skates is what sprung a Jonathan Marshall breakaway. Yeah, so, like, you know, perfect for, like, what the Golden Knights offense needs.
Yeah, I think it's the, Eric Brandstrom. <laughs> I think three stars of the night: uh, Eichel one, Leonard, Leonard two, two, and Brandstrom three. three. I mean, those, okay, those right, were the listen, big plays. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because number one star should have been Robin Leonard. Like, yes, I, I, I no. don't quite the moment. Get caught up in the moment. The the moment was just a moment. We're talking about sixty minutes of dominance, and that was Robin Leonard. Come Get on. caught up in the moment. This is ridiculous. It's not Ryan. star of the moment. It's star of the game, Tyler. Is it? Are you sure about that? It should be star of the it game. Should be. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. When they lost at home to Colorado, I think they still gave two of the three stars to Golden Knights players. That that might be accurate. Yeah. 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 I, I I just I don't think you should get too worked up over the stars uh, of the night because you know. They're not exactly the most. What did they uh, give? What did they give Leonard? Second. Yeah, second star. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just all I'm saying is like <laughs> I'm with given, you. given the amount given the amount of time that I spend on Twitter being told that Robin Leonard is not good at hockey. Like I just wanted the first star. That's all I wanted. Are you sure he's good at hockey? How confident are you in that? Robin Leonard. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very okay. confident just that he's checking. good at hockey. Yeah. Just wanted to check. Just wanted to make sure. Isn't it weird we think alike? I was I was watching on TV, but they don't show. They showed Eichel coming out and giving a stick over. And I said the same. I'm like, why isn't Leonard the first star? Oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> Get caught up in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He scored a game winner with six seconds left. Get caught up in the he, moment. It's fine he sometimes. He wouldn't have had a chance to score a game winner if not for Robin Leonard. That's my whole point. That's why Leonard gets the second star. He, he's like, oh, the, no. Leonard he set gets him the up. first star. No, he set him up, and Branstrom gets the third because he also helped set up the moment. They, had, they, they, they get awarded for setting up the moment, and Eichel gets rewarded because he captured the moment. He took advantage hey, of the moment. I have a question moment. for you. Yes. I have a question for you. Who was the best Golden Knights player on the ice last night? Robin Leonard, Jack Eichel, or Eric Brandstrom? <laughs> Robin Leonard. <laughs> Eric Brandstrom. Should have given him the first star. That would have been better. All right, Ryan. He's Ryan Wallace, VGK Insider Show, and pre-post and intermission all over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. So there is Ryan Wallace. Uh, give Eric Brandstrom his credit, and I guess give Robin Leonard his credit. Although, give Jack Eichel his moment. Why can't he have his moment? He I don't know. Game I, 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 well, he, well, he can still have a moment as a second star. He can still give his stick to somebody. He just Leonard can do it. St- Leonard can do it no. as the second star. God, he was good last night. I thought the same thing. I was right on the same page. It's weird that I'm just watching TV. I just thought about that. When Jack Eichel comes out last, I'm like, eh. It was Ottawa. Who cares? It's Ottawa. It's not a big deal. They almost lost to him, but they suck. Poor Robin Leonard. Screwed out of the first star. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> He should have, if he wanted in a shootout, then he could have the first star. That's that's the bar for Robin Leonard. All right, here we go. We got tickets to go to the Mountain West Tournament. If you want to go to the championship game, Saturday, March 12th, we got a pair of tickets right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. You want a pair of tickets to go to the Mountain West Tournament championship game. We'll take caller number nine at 702-364-1100. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Congratulations to Jimmy. He won tickets to go out to the Mountain West Tournament Championship game on Saturday. We'll see if UNLV can actually make a run to the championship game. That'll be fun if they do. Yeah, there'd be people there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Can I'll they, be there either way. Can they win? Can they win at least one game? At least get to the semis. That'd be know. fun too. Doesn't happen very often. Do, do you beat Wyoming twice in that span of days? I guess you can. Yeah, why not? Shut yeah, down Graham, Graham Ike again. All right. I have an important question for you. Uh, if we go back to last week, you and or UNLV, the Golden Knights played the Boston Bruins. Um, do you know who Salt Bay is? Um, no. 
He is the guy that rang the siren at the start. I know. Of I know he game. rang the siren, and I know a lot of people were very excited about it. Right. This. Okay, but you don't Did know who you know he is. Who he was? Uh, so he is uh, from a meme. I mean, he's actually from a restaurant, but he is from a meme. Is he a chef. Yes. Eh. He is the guy that sprinkles salt in a very um, extravagant way onto on a meme meat. Okay. And the meme is of oh, him sprinkling okay. the salt. Okay, so now I know because he, he puts he is. his his puts his yes. hand up like I don't know how to describe that. Like he's trying yes. to make a snake or yes. something, and, and sprinkles the salt down his okay. off his forearm right, and elbow, and then onto the meat. So he did that. He sprinkled some salt on the siren, and then cranked the siren. Okay. So All first right. off, have you seen his siren crank? Yes. What I did you saw, What well, did you think well, of it? Because he on. took an approach that we have not seen think. before. You got to remind me. I mean, I, I saw all this stuff on Twitter from the writers who were very excited <laughs> that he was. I'm serious. Uh, who, they were very excited he was there. And I at first didn't know who he was. And then I kind of got it after they were talking about it. He sprinkled salt. And then he took an approach we haven't seen before. He went very slowly. The whole time? Very, yes. The entire time on the siren. I mean, he worked up a little bit faster. But he was very slow on the siren. Meticulous. This, this was not... Otzelberger or Arroyo trying to break the handle off, right? right? This was a very slow, methodical Would siren crank. Would we call crank. it sensuous? Yes, very sensual <laughs> siren crank. And now, here's the thing. I very much love the Otzelberger, Arroyo, I'm going to try to yeah, break this damn thing right, right, right. before this hockey game starts. But given that it was Salt Bay <laughs> and that he sprinkled salt on the siren... I am on board. You were okay very, with the slow, the very slow, sensual, sensual buildup on the siren. Is very good. I didn't see it. I mean, I thought I did, but now you're telling me this. I, okay, I might have seen the crank. I did not realize he would put salt on it. He did sprinkled salt on it. Probably very messy. And I have another update for you. Oh no! Salt Bay opened a restaurant right by T-Mobile Arena. His own restaurant. Yeah, that's why he cranked the siren because okay. it like just opened in the last this month or something. Okay. I went to it this weekend. What? You, what? And he was you there. You went out of the house? Yeah, and he was there, and he sprinkled salt on our meat before we ate it. No. Okay. Yes. I, I was have, he going around to every table? He went to every table and did the did the salt. All yeah. right. I'm going to give this guy a golf clap, because usually when you buy your own restaurant, the last person who's there is the person who owns the restaurant, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's... It was... Okay. It is one of the most ridiculous things I've seen because what he got he went to when we were there he went to every single table around us whenever they their food was ready he went over and and cut it and sprinkled sprinkled some salt he on it. He cut it for you? Oh yeah, he cuts it and then sprinkles some salt on it. It is it is a great show. But it's hilarious because a there is a guy who wears a red apron. All the other employees are wearing black aprons. There's a guy who wears a red apron who is just carrying around a bowl of salt. And he and he goes to the table first and just sits and waits. And when Salt Bay comes, Bay comes over. he cuts the meat and then he grabs the okay. salt and spring it. It is the I've funniest seen job I've ever seen. A video of him cutting steak and doing this and then feeding a woman. Yes, that's I. I don't know that's what how kind, you get the name Bay. But there did was, you see that? Yeah, there was. We didn't. We apparently didn't get the right cut of meat. But there was one cut of meat where he would hold it up off the yes, tip of his knife of his and, knife. and he would let you eat it off the knife. Did you get steak? Yes, we got um, whatever the the special of the restaurant is. We got that, and then some other weird thing where they put veil fat in the middle of our steak, and it was delicious. It was phenomenal. Hey. It was it was it was so the food was good. It was very good. Um, 
and he comes around and sprinkles the salt, and it was great. The other part that was hilarious is like our actual waitress stands by the table when While he's doing he comes this? over and cuts it and sprinkles it. And when he sprinkled the salt, she yelled, Salt Bay! <laughs> they do this every time? Yes. He went to, while we were there, he went to every table that we saw. And they yell Salt Bay. And yeah, and some, and the waitress would, or waiter would yell Salt Bay in the background. Wow. It was a terrific hey, show. I'm giving him a lot of credit. Good for him. He's, uh, also, he's locked into oh, his own place. Also, I don't know enough about steak or meat to know what happened here. But we ordered one. He came over. He starts cutting it. And he immediately says something to one of the waiters that are standing around, right? But he's cutting our meat and then sprinkles the salt on it. And then they take it away. They don't give it to us. They took it away from the table. And then they brought out another one. Same exact cut of meat. And he cut it again. I think there was something wrong with the meat. Like, I think he started he cutting it. He didn't like it. how it was cooked. Yeah. And was like, oh, we can't. I can't serve them this. So, like, he's, like, also the last Did you level. ask, or did you just sit there while no, they took we your food just, away? Oh, we, I was too mesmerized by what was going on there. But he is, like, the last level of quality control. But he'll start to cut this open and be like, this steak sucks. Take it away. Bring back Good a new one. Good for him. Yeah. So. What's the restaurant called? Salpe? No. Um, whatever his name actually is. Nurse, Nursette or something like that. I don't know. His, his name is Salpe. I don't so know So why did name. you go there? Uh, my friend really wanted to go. My friend was like, Salt Bay's here. We're going. Anybody want to come? I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. So we went. Oh, it wasn't you and your girlfriend? No, my girlfriend did not go. My girlfriend doesn't like steak or fancy restaurants. So okay. it would have been a complete waste on her. <laughs> Jeez. It's not, I invited her. She got an invitation. She turned it down. My dad right. went with me instead. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Did he so, like it? Oh, yeah. He was mesmerized. There's also gold-covered steak. I don't know what that means. It's like $1,000. Don't order it.